Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh, the fun we're having here on Baskin and Phelps. Eh, Somebody's got to be entertained. I'm Jeff Phelps. (laughs) As long as it's us. Uh, he's Dan Menigan. Andy's out today. He's letting that voice heal up. Can't wait to hear what he sounds like when he shows up again. <laughs> I'll bet he sounds like Andy. I think he'll sound a lot better. I, mean, I hope he sounds think, a lot yeah, better. And he's bad. feeling better, he too. bad yesterday. Uh, we've been getting to know, and, and Jim Schwartz coming up momentarily, but we've been getting to know the new quarterback of the Browns, the guy who will become the fifth player to start at quarterback for the Browns this season. He'll start Sunday in Cincinnati. Baskin and Phelps present... Jeff Driscoll. I have one coming up when Daryl joins us, and I'm going to give it to Daryl just to aggravate him. It's going to be great. Here, here's one, though. In November of 2021, Driscoll was with the Houston Texans. They moved him. They changed his position. He was moved to tight end. Do you remember that? It was a big experiment. Let's make Jeff Driscoll a tight end. I didn't remember it until you say it, and now it seems it's kind of fuzzy, but it sounds familiar. It didn't last long. No. Um, he went back to quarterback. But Jeff Driscoll does have two career receptions. One's, one was when he was with Detroit, and he had a couple of games where he was okay with Detroit, and one with Houston. Now, I'll, I'll admit, I went, I looked up the box scores, I checked some things out. I couldn't tell if somebody actually threw him the ball or if it was one of those where the quarterback throws the ball, it gets batted, and he catches his, his right. own pass. Like the, exactly, the great Brett Favre trivia question yeah. that you can win at bars, which, you know, who did Brett Favre throw his first touchdown to? Himself. Gotta like that. Mm-hmm. Threw it, bounced off a guy's hand, caught it, ran it into the end zone. Yeah, that's the that's the Brett Favre trivia question that you could always do at the bar of, okay, I'll buy you a drink if you can tell me who caught Brett Favre's first touchdown pass. Well, Driscoll's a big guy, as we mentioned. He's 6'4", like 240 pounds. You could play tight end at 6'4", 240. Oh, gosh, yes. But he didn't. Daryl's, I'm going to have one for Daryl coming up. <laughs> just, just to aggravate him and get him all fired up. <laughs> That'll be perfect. I'm sure he'll thoroughly enjoy that. Of course, with our guy, Daryl, usually all I have to do to get them all fired up is say hello. <laughs> so that's good. Jim Schwartz, defensive coordinator, spoke with the media today. Yeah. My, yeah, he did. He addressed the media talking about all sorts of good stuff. The big thing being, of course, everybody in Berea trying to figure out who is going to play, who is not going to play, who's going to suit up but stand on the sidelines, who will be inactive, all of those things. Jim Schwartz. Not a care in the world. If Kevin wants to talk about that, that's his job. My job is to put 11 guys on the field and uh, play good defense. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Schwartz. Do we love this guy or what? <laughs> I don't care. Just tell me who's playing and I'll figure it out. You know, Jim Jim sounds like this to me. Yeah, I was a head coach. 
What a bunch of garbage that is. <laughs> yep. Let's play some D. Yep. In the same way when you hear Bill Callahan talk, you hear the same exact thing. I'm like, yeah, I tried that. I was all right, but man, what a pain in the, you know what? I'd just rather teach guys better footwork and how to push other people around. It's easier. (laughs) Like, it just, in fact, you know what? Just one more for posterity. If Kevin wants to talk about that, that's his job. My job is to put 11 guys on the field and uh, play good defense. Yep. You know the one thing that's been really impressive about Jim's defense this year? Even with the injuries that this team has had, and that they let's not say they were locked down all year because they weren't. They had a couple of games where it got away from them a little bit, especially against running games sometimes. But they fought through the injuries. He put different guys out there, and this thing never really went south, Dan. It was a really good defense from the beginning of the year, yeah. and it stayed a really good defense all season long. It has. It's the run game defense is getting a little hairier than we all want. Well, now that's I made that point. Yeah, there was some there was some run defenses that gave them some fits. There's some run defense, some running games, I should say. Yeah, I I don't want to say that too loudly, but yeah, um, it's been really good all season. Again, it made it so that all they have to do on offense is hit four big plays. And even if you toss two picks in finding those four big plays, it's not the end of the world. That's what that defense has done. It has made it so that you can turn this offense on its fourth quarterback into this boomer bust offense. And that's the best compliment you can give a defense because you know if I turn the ball over to them, I'm probably looking at a three and out. Or at least they'll get one first down if they're playing poorly and then have to punt you the ball. Isn't that the best way to play offense? Absolutely. To play it without fear? Absolutely. And I I think you're right. The defense has allowed the offense to do that. And I talked a little bit about that, but more than anything with the four quarterbacks, a lot of praise getting thrown to Kevin Stefanski. Jim Schwartz, no different. I think he's coach of the year. I mean, I don't think that's even close. He's just such a steady hand with the team. You know, a head coach should be a steadying influence in a team, and I don't think anybody um, exemplifies that better than Kevin. That's not what people want to hear. You know why I say that? Why? Phone calls over the last four years. He's not getting mad. He's not showing emotion. He's not yelling. He's not screaming. Jim Schwartz, who everybody adores, just said that's not what you want in a head coach. Now, maybe he said that because that's not what you have in this head coach. No. But I I couldn't agree with Jim Schwartz more. The best. You've got all of this information, all of this coaching, all of these people coming to a point with this guy. And there are different ways to do it. Dan Campbell's different than Kevin Stefanski. Oh, God, yes. Dan gets fired up. Oh. <laughs> all right. Yes, he does. Kevin does, but in his own way. And there are just different ways to do it. Nothing wrong with that. If you've seen any of the videos inside of the locker room post game, where he's doing the speeches, handing out game balls and all that kind of stuff. You see Kevin Stefanski, and he is a, a steadying hand at all times. Yes, he is someone who is even keeled. He is someone who tries to think everything through and make sure that he sees things clearly and doesn't do anything rash. When you see him in those videos in the locker room and the Browns post them after every single win, so there's 11 of them you can go find. He's pumped. He's excited. 
He's well. The guy played college football. Yeah, you know, I and Ivy League is still college football. That means you were smart and you played college football. And and while he, football players get pumped, and while he may not be on the sidelines breaking tablets and snapping clipboards and doing all that stuff that a chunk of you would love to see your head coach do, because apparently you're signing up for a sideshow to go with your football. Wow. Um, I just think it's stupid, but. You see a guy who everybody zones right in on in those post-game videos, who understand every word they say, and when you hear them speak, 1-0 is a rallying cry. We're trying to go 1-0, that's a rallying cry in that locker room. They believe every last bit of we're trying to go 1-0. Yeah, we hear that coming out of the players' mouths an awful lot. Yep. They're parroting their head coach on that one. Same thing with next man up. Again, that's a rallying cry throughout that entire locker room. They're locked in. That's I, how this team operates. I hate next man up, except for one thing. It's really it's really how they've operated this year. I can't they, say they've really bought into it. I can't say cliches in general, but yeah, frankly, like if you're gonna buy them and you're gonna play this way because of cliches, use them all. I don't care. You can use the back to the drawing board, hit the ground running, think outside the box, all of those cliches that make me want to barf every time I hear them. <laughs> use them all. Why? Because you're winning. That's what it comes down to. You're winning. And so it's funny you bring up Jim Schwartz with being a head coach because Jim Schwartz was asked if he wanted to be a head coach again. I'm really happy here. I love this organization. Um, I love the city of Cleveland. But I'd, I'd say this, like in any any job that you do, you always aspire to the top of that profession, and I'm no different there. Mm. Okay. Mm. <laughs> and you know what? He'd be lying if he had answered that any differently. Yeah. The, the only, for, for instance, Wade Phillips has been a primo defensive coordinator over decades in the National Football League. But when he got shots to be a head coach at various times, he took them. I don't have any, I don't have any qualms with that. I would think that Jim Schwartz in his mind meant everything he just said. He loves it here. He loves being here. He enjoys it. Things are great. But you aspire to be at the top of your profession. And when he was in Detroit, it was not a good situation. He took over that crummy team. Right? He took over the winless team, if I'm not mistaken. Or yes. Yeah, he took over the 0-16. And, and then built it up, and they were pretty good. And then it kind of dropped fast. And they it, it didn't drop off the table, but it didn't build. And I believe it was five years and he was out. Mm-hmm. You can be darn sure that he, in his mind, thinks, I sure wish I had another shot at that because I think I got the, the shaft in Detroit. Well, he also had those He also had those Matt Millen teams. I, th- I think let's if draft I remember another wide well. receiver. Yeah, like, hey, we have Calvin Johnson. Let's find somebody else that we need to take. Cal- I might be off on that. He might not have been with Matt Millen, but – Nonetheless, the, the idea was there. They didn't draft great. That offense was Matthew Stafford and Calvin Johnson and best of luck. Like, that was really it. They never really built the lineup. Matthew Stafford got the crud kicked out of him. The defenses were always pretty good. You know, I think Adama Kinsu was a part of some of those defenses. Like, there was always talent on those lines with Jim Schwartz at the helm. But he really evolved it when he got to the Eagles, and it got even further to the Titans. This is going to be one of those things that nobody around here is going to pick up on or not really care off the top. What that answer says to me more than anything, that guy's healthy. 
Yeah. Because when you start yeah. dealing with like heart issues and all that kind of stuff, and they're worried about stress on you and you're easing your way back in, that says the doc says your heart's healthy. And so that makes me happy more than anything. And well, I know that's really sentimental and stupid on a sports talk radio show, but that's the first thing that popped to me. He's like, oh, good. That means he's doing well. He went 2-14 and 14 his first year in Detroit. And he did take over that 0-16 team coached by Rod Marinelli. And then it was to 6-10. and 10. Then 10-6. 10 and 6. Things were looking up, right? Yeah. And I remember that year. Four and twelve, and then seven and nine, and then he was out. Well, he was so also. You could be sure that if he gets an opportunity, Dan, he'll take it. And and guess what? He's supposed to. If if that's what what he wants to do, that's what he's supposed to do. And I, don't be surprised if he gets a phone call this off season. I know on a chunk of those were also Matthew Stafford got injured, fell apart years because because Stafford was getting banged up every year because that offensive line was so bad. Oh, my gosh, that offensive line was brutal with Stafford there. Daryl Ryder is our Browns beat reporter. Daryl is going to join us next. More getting to know Jeff Driscoll, who will start at quarterback on Sunday. Coming up on Basket and Phelps. So let's bring in our buddy Daryl Ryder covering the Browns for us. Hi, D. How are you? What's up, buddy? I'm okay, guys. I'm trying to thaw out here as I make some hot chocolate. Oh, that's not good. (laughs) Can you feel your feet? No, I can't. Okay. So I'm, I'm assuming you've had better things to do for the last two hours and 22 minutes than listen to our show. So what we've been doing today is introducing everybody to the guy who's going to play quarterback for the Browns on Sunday, and that's Jeff uh-huh. Driscoll. So I, I want, I've saved this one just for you because I knew how much you would enjoy it. Baskin and Phelps present Meet Jeff Driscoll. Here you go, D, for you. Driscoll That's played high ba- quality production right yeah, there. Well, Ted put, put a lot of effort into that. This music sounds like the music that would be playing in the background is your uncle accosts a waitress for not having enough pigs in a blanket. Wow. <laughs> Dr- speaking, of, speaking of pigs, uh, Driscoll played baseball in high school through his junior year, but then he didn't go out his senior year because he wanted to focus on becoming the quarterback at the University of Florida, and then he did not play baseball in college. But he was drafted by the Boston Red Sox in the 29th round of the 2013 MLB draft as an outfielder. He did sign a contract, but he never played minor league baseball. Daryl, here you go. Driscoll found out he was drafted by the Red Sox while he was out hunting for wild hogs with his girlfriend, Taryn. She was a cheerleader at Florida, and she goes out to hunt wild hogs with this guy. So what do you do? Well, you got to marry that girl. They now have three kids. Okay. Well, good for Jeff Driscoll. Congratulations on all his success. He got a hog that day too, Daryl. By the way, did he? Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. It's got that. Going I almost for said. Him. I almost said something else, but I caught myself. <laughs> Stuff it and put it on the wall. So there you go. He got drafted the same day that he and his wife, soon-to-be wife, whatever wife, shot a wild hog. <laughs> Good Very for, nice. Good for him. Now we get to watch him play quarterback on Sunday. Uh, what are you expecting offensively? <laughs> anything? Anything no. other than let's not get hurt? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know what to expect. I mean, uh, it's not like a lot of the regulars going to be there with him. So, um, yeah, I, I'm expecting this to look like the the final preseason game of the season, if I'm being totally honest. Like, it, it, you know, because that's kind of how it feels. I, th- I threw this out, 
and tell me if there's if you think there's anything to this. Maybe Driscoll has a history with Alex Van Pelt. He's thirty, which is, why, which is why he's here. He's thirty years old. He's been around. He's had some moments. He's not, you know, had great moments in his career, but he's obviously a veteran. The Browns have enjoyed watching a veteran and Joe Flacco come in, who has a very different background. Obviously, as a big time starter, and he's lit it up. Chances are Flacco's not back here next year. That leaves DTR as your backup quarterback. Could Driscoll be here maybe as a preemptive, hey, let's get a guy in and let's keep him in the offseason program and let him be one of the quarterbacks this offseason? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And see what this might lead to? I think it's too early for that conversation, to be perfectly honest with you. Okay. I, I, th- I, I think he's here to give them someone not named P.J. Walker to look at as a potential backup for the playoffs. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, putting him on the field uh, this week might help inform that decision. But, you know, um, yeah, uh, I don't know that 2024 or the 2024 season, uh, I should say, um, is uh, part of that calculus right now. Like, I, I think it's a one step at a time situation, Jeff. Okay. So, Daryl, Jim Schwartz at his press conference today mentioned that he would have some level of interest, but he's really happy in Cleveland if a head coaching job were to come up. Do you think we see him get an interview or two in the offseason to be a head coach in this league? He should. I mean, he should. Um, Whether or not that actually happens, you know, obviously remains to be seen, but um, that's that's the the good and the bad, right? The good is you have had a great year turn defense around bad news is you could lose him um to go run his own program uh, but also too i think it's a it's a what does jim schwartz want to do you know with his career does he want the stresses and all the responsibilities that come with being a head coach again or is he truly happy just you know hey run my defense kevin leaves me to my own devices we've had a great year we've got great cornerstones here things like that 
but uh, ba- just based on the merits alone, um, I, I think that teams that are looking for their next head coach would be foolish not to have him on their short list. Daryl, he said in, in that profession, in any profession, you, you strive to be at the top of it. I, I would think he has, in his mind, unfinished business after five years in Detroit where he took the winless team, turned it around, had a winning record, and then had two seasons right. that weren't so hot, and then he was let go. I, I would think he'd want another shot at it. Well, but also remember, he had to step away from the game uh, for a bit. Mike Rabel brought him back yeah, in after he left Philly, uh, you know, da- da- you know, down in Tennessee and, and and things like that. So, while yes, you know, I agree with your point. Again, I think that one of the components in play is just how does Jim Schwartz feel? I mean, there's there's a lot more stress that comes be- with being a head coach, uh, you know, as opposed to um, a, a coordinator. So, uh, it, it's just. It all comes down to what his particular personal and professional goals might be. But is he worthy of another head coaching job? A hundred percent. Absolutely. Right. Um, But it just comes down to whether or not that is something that Jim Schwartz ultimately wants to do again. Our Cleveland sports reporter, Daryl Ryder, joining us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Daryl, when you look at the injury report, which once again is quite vast, my guess is if you're on it, you're not playing, right? Is that probably how the Browns are looking at this? Or at least you're you're going to suit up. And with if something goes horrifically wrong, then maybe you'll find your way into the game. But at least right now, you're not playing. Is that about the right way to look at this? It's the way they should look at it. Um, and that's how I feel about it. Um, there are obviously a lot of regular you know, a lot of regulars on that, like Joel Batonio, not going to play. Uh, Corey Bohorquez will will play. Uh, Amari Cooper wouldn't play. Flacco, already not going to play. Uh, Mike Ford, um, probably going to have to play him because you got to play somebody. Miles Garrett, not going to play him. Uh, Harmon, probably going to play him because, again, <laughs> you, you got to play somebody Sunday. Uh, I'm going to go like GOK, Daryl. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't. Uh, play. Sorry, I'm just going down the injury report, right, giving you, right. you know, <laughs> you know the guy, the guys that are hurt. Like Kareem wouldn't play him. Um, uh, you know, Elijah Moore wouldn't play him. Uh, Greg Newsom wouldn't play him. David Njoku wouldn't play him. Okoronkwo, not even a question. I would not play him. Posick wouldn't play him. Teller wouldn't play him. Walker wouldn't play him. Ward wouldn't play him. So there's only two or three guys on that list that I would play or are going to play, and that's only because, again, as Kevin Stefanski said yesterday, you can't sit everybody. They they still have to field the team Sunday. But um, there's a lot of important people on this injury report. Look, a lot of those guys, if this was a game that had implications, would play Sunday. But because it doesn't, Give them, give them a week to heal up. Remember, their bye week was in week five. They probably could use, uh, uh, you know, a, a bit of a breather coming off of this pseudo bye or whatever after playing on Thursday night against the Jets and having the weekend off. But um, you know, they they need to be as healthy as possible going into the postseason. And considering the volume of injuries they've dealt with this season, yeah, the, the prudent thing would probably be just if you're on the injury report this week and you're a key piece. Uh, you're getting the weekend off. So you're telling me we're getting ready for Pierre Strong to carry the ball 15 to 20 times? 
That's your that's your dream come true, isn't it, Jeff? It is, Daryl. I'm not kidding. I'm, <laughs> I am excited. You know, I was semi joking about that, but oh, it's was, true. There, you know, it's true. There, there was a part of me that was very, very serious. And 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 Baskin's favorite guy, David Bell, should get a ton of time. Oh my God, are you oh, kidding? It's gonna He's be gonna awesome. Be in heaven. I can't wait to talk about it all on Monday. The Baskin and Phelps ball. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, yeah, it's a, is, it, go ahead, Daryl. I'm sorry. Uh, they earned it. You know, it, you know, it, it's nice that we're sitting here talking about uh, Jeff Driscoll starting a game as the the, the fifth starter, which I can't even believe i'm actually no. saying that and this team has 11 wins right uh it's 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 nice that they're you know playing this game it's basically a placeholder for them until they get uh to the playoffs rather than ending the season with a game like this so there's a lot of football this team still has yet to play the basket and phelps bowl daryl it's going to be beautiful be nothing fabulous. but nothing but punters fabulous. the occasional kicker david bell pierre strong Tight ends galore. Maybe one used as a fullback. How will we keep it back? How will we keep back the enthusiasm? If it really goes well, Cedric Tillman catches 10 balls. Oh, no. Oh, that's assuming he's where he's supposed to be when he's supposed to be there. Okay, there you go. Wow. <laughs> wow. There's insight. There's the insight. Am, we're am, looking... I, am I wrong? Did that's I the insight we wrong? look for from you, Daryl. He's a trier. <laughs> Daryl, yes, I'm doing everything I can not to ask you any questions about next year, but my mind's Please, all, my mind is already racing there. I can't wait to why, see what this. Why? You got you got a whole you, you got a potential Super Bowl run in front of us here. I, I know. How, we, how I know. can we think about next season? Right I don't know, now? but I, mean, I am. This, is, this it, is the with all due respect to the holiday season. This right here is the most wonderful time of the year. This this really is when uh, it comes down to uh, well, maybe not Sunday, right? But uh, we do get to sit back and you know watch the outcome of the Saturday games and see how that affects the the uh, you know the playoff picture. Mm-hmm. We'll know uh, by Sunday at about four fifteen, four thirty, where the Browns will be going uh, for their uh, particular playoff game. But you know the Browns handled their business; they're done, right? Uh, yeah, they're going to go to Cincinnati. They're going to try to win this game with whoever they put on the field, but. Um, you know, there, there's, there's no, there's no drama. There's no suspense. There's, it just, all right, it's just go down there and not get anybody hurt, play a good four quarters. Hopefully we went, you know, win the 12th and then, uh, which would tie a franchise record there, uh, for wins, uh, in the regular season, 1986 team had 12 wins, but you know, look, uh, th- this is, uh, I think speaks to the job that Kevin Stefanski has done. Uh, as the head coach with everything he's dealt with, it certainly speaks to Jim Schwartz and how he's transformed the defense, right? Uh, Bubba Ventrone, uh, special teams, has been vastly improved this year. So, you know, Kevin Stefanski saw a couple of you know, weaknesses uh, in the coaching staff uh, last offseason. He made changes when better options became available to him. And, uh, you know, this is the result. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's great that, you know, Browns fans don't have to chew their fingernails worrying about are they getting in the playoffs on Sunday. They're already there. They're going to be the fifth seed. And they just got to wait for the Colts, Texans, and Jaguars to work their issues out. And then we'll find out where the Browns get to travel for wild card weekend. As if all that weren't enough Daryl Ryder for you. You can get ready for the playoffs with the It's Always Game Day in Cleveland crew. That's Daryl. 
That's Andy. Sponsored locally by Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling solution. You can subscribe to that podcast at 923thefan.com or on the Odyssey app. And make sure that you're ready for whatever happens next because Daryl has you covered. Well done, D. Thank you, guys. Stay warm out there. Hope it you- was um, – <clears throat> Uh, the only thing that was missing on the practice field were the tauntauns. Oh, That's boy. how cold it was out here. <laughs> if you need more Jeff Driscoll facts, just call, okay? I'll be right on that, Jeff. I'll have that big feature ready to go for you. You're going to love it. The guy's out <laughs> hunting wild hogs with his girlfriend. Yes. I mean, that it doesn't get much better than that. Yes. Scruffy-looking nerve herder. Unless you want to know who the best man in his wedding was, Daryl. That's still to yeah, come. Who- oh, You'll have to text that one to me because I'm going to be a little be, a little too busy to listen. All right. See you, buddy. Take care, guys. Daryl Ryder, our Browns beat reporter. He's brought to us by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. We've been introducing Northeast Ohio to the guy who's going to play quarterback for the Browns coming up on Sunday, and that's Jeff Driscoll. I think speaks to the job that Kevin's to. <laughs> Baskin and Phelps present... Jeff Driscoll. All right, I don't know if you caught all that, but Dan's busy trying to be funny boy and insult me. And then, you know, I cue him up to hit the drop, and he plays the wrong thing. S-U-C-C-E-S-S. That's the way we spell success. Nice job. All right, I mentioned that Driscoll played baseball in high school, but not in college. And then he was drafted by the Red Sox. Got drafted. He was stunned because he hadn't played in two years. Did sign a contract and was out hunting hogs with his girlfriend. When he found out he was drafted, well, he, he's a graduate of Haggerty High School in Oneida, Florida. Other graduates include major leaguers and his high school teammate, Zach Eflin, Riley what? Green of the Tigers. Whoa! Seriously? Yeah, he was on the same high school baseball team as Zach Eflin. Holy man! You think I'm making this up for my health? Well, I mean, I, I worry occasionally. So he and Eflin were teammates. And Riley Green... Ryan Mountcastle, and Vaughn Grissom, who just got traded to the Red Sox. Now, they weren't all there together. Wow. But Eflin and Driscoll were high school teammates. That's a heck of a program. Driscoll, Eflin, and Mountcastle all had their numbers retired together in 2021. Driscoll wore number six. So his baseball number is hanging on the fence out there. Good old Haggerty High. That's a heck of a – That's pretty good, isn't it? Wow, that's really impressive. Driscoll wore number six, according to – Pro football reference, he will wear number 12 for the Browns. Works for me, not to mention where he's from. I think I have silverware from there. Do you? Yeah. (laughs) I have no idea, but I think that's where my silverware is from. It's fabulous news. We'll (laughs) see if he's wearing number 12 or not. The Browns roster right now doesn't have him in a number. Onita, Oneida, whatever, however it's pronounced. Onita is what I think it is. Yeah. So that's what it is. I have more baseball stuff with Driscoll coming up. Huzzah. You'll you'll enjoy it very much. Very much. Todd is in Ward 1. Todd. What's happening, Todd? Is this dude about to go straight into disability services? This Driscoll dude? Have they set this dude up for a fall? It's only one game, Todd. He's 30. <laughs> He's going to get a game check. Yeah, He's got three he- kids. He can use a game check. Well, that 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 is true, but he's playing against a team that got a that got a lot to gain, even if it's just an ego. If they if they wear this dude out, I feel like he's being thrown in there unjustly. But he was there. He was Flacco. there for three years. He was in Cincy. He's one of them. 
all the more reason to jack him up, don't you think? <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're going to find out who he owes money to pretty early. I'll tell you pretty that much. Soon, pretty soon. And I'll have you know, Dan. Yes, sir. That Brett Favre threw two touchdown passes to Mike Pritchett against the Los Angeles Rams August of 1991 when he still played with the Falcons. Just because it was a preseason game doesn't mean it doesn't count, Green Bay Packer fan. Wow. I don't know what makes you think you know so much just because you're the Falcons, just because you're a Packer fan. Heed the word of Todd. That's Todd. You're the man. That's beautiful, Todd. Well done, buddy. Thank That's you, Todd. That's perfect. Appreciate that. <laughs> There's a great doc where they talk about Favre when he was with the Falcons and how they basically used him as a sideshow where they would like they would run Favre out out of the field and they'd go, how much money do you want to put? He can't throw it into the upper deck. And it's like they used to tell all these stories all the time. Everybody used to gamble on Favre. That's, oh, yep. He was a sideshow in Atlanta. PJ's in Scranton, Pennsylvania, home of the office. Hello, PJ. All right, PJ. Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing well. I appreciate you having me on. Hey, I was wondering, you guys, have, have you talked about the next round of the playoffs um, and, and really how it hinges on the Buffalo-Miami game? The, the thought behind that was that if Buffalo lose, if Buffalo is somehow the sixth seed, Miami's the two seed, then if you look at the divisional round, it would be the Ravens, versus the Bills, presumably the Browns versus the Dolphins. And if the Bills won and the Browns won, that means we would host the AFC Championship, doesn't it? P- PJ? Wow, PJ, I'm worried about who they're playing in the first round. Yeah, let, as I said with Come resting on. the starters last week, I will say the same things here. Let me get there, and then I'll worry about that. That is that is one of those where, like, I, I'm a Browns fan. I'm sorry. I'm just reveling in the fact that we're here right now because if you would have told me five quarterbacks in a season, I'd go, oh, what, we won two games? One? Like, <laughs> sorry, I I'm just – I understand. You got to – I'm in the moment, baby. That, that, after that, after that, that night game on Thursday, it, it's hard not to want to feel that again. Absolutely. All right, man. PJ, thank you very much. That's it, and that's not meant to be an insult to anybody who's doing that kind of stuff. I am just – I'm in the moment. I'm in the moment. Get me past this. Get me to the first round playing against whomever, and then I'll worry about where these games are getting played when. Ricky Rubio has not played for the Cavaliers this year, and he stepped away from the team over the summer. He said he had some uh, mental health things that he wanted to take care of and needed to step away. And then talk came up about a possible buyout, and the Cavs can use a roster spot and blah, 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 blah. So this is not unexpected, but it happened today. Cavs and Ricky Rubio agreed to a contract buyout. And it probably means that Ricky's NBA career is over. I know he had said in the past that if he was ever going to play again, he went, well, I shouldn't say that. What he had said in the past was he would one day like to play in Spain and, and would like to go back and play in his home country. And that would appear to be the case. But it's sad to see him go. And, and I say that because if you remember, it wasn't last season, but it was the season before when he came in here. Man, was he good. Remember he had that game, it was, I think it was at Madison Square Garden, where he went bananas. Had like 30, 34 points, whatever it was. I mean, he was going nuts. And he just looked tremendous. He looked like he hadn't looked since he was a rookie and when he, when he first came into the league. And he really did some great things. And then he hurt his leg and he was done. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was a shame because it was a bad combination because – he was getting a great opportunity, and then he got hurt. It was the same year Colin Sexton was hurt. And you might remember Colin got hurt like in late October, early November, was out for the year, if I'm not mistaken. And then 
Ricky had a great opportunity, and then he couldn't do it. He anchored those second units. It was him and Kevin Love, because it was right when they started bringing Kevin Love off the bench. And he and Kevin Love together was just beautiful ball. I mean, these two guys, I mean, of course, they played together in, in Minnesota when they were first both in the league. But they just played off of each other so well. And Rubio did such a good job setting up so many different guys. And the passes were insane. And I know a lot of people are going to think about his time with the Cavs. A lot of people are going to think about his time all over. Pull up some of those Minnesota Timberwolves highlights when he first got in the league and just watch the passing. It was unbelievable. Uh, he, he was so Gorgeous. good in the short time of that season when he was here before he, before he hurt his knee. It, yeah, it was absolutely gorgeous. And I hope he is, if you've read the whole thing, I hope he is feeling better. I, I hope that he's getting the help that he needs and he's on the journey back to recovery and the journey back to feeling good about life and everything around it. Uh, he, he put out a statement on Twitter, and, and I'll give this a read. Um, Hello, July 30th was one of the toughest nights of my life. My mind went to a dark place. I kind of knew it was going on that direct on that direction, but I never thought I wasn't under control of the situation. The next day I decided to stop my professional career. One day when the time is right, I would love to share my full experience with you all so I can help support others going through similar situations. Until then, I would like to keep it private out of respect for my family and myself as I'm still working on my mental health, but I'm proud to say I'm doing much better and getting better every day. I wanted to post that message for you today because my NBA career has come to an end. It all started on June 2009, draft night in New York. What a dream. After playing 12 years in the league with its ups and its downs, I've collected a lot of good memories and a lot of great relationships. Minnesota, Utah, Phoenix, Cleveland. Wow. Thank you. Special mention to Cleveland, my last home. I know the way things ended have been tough. I could have never imagined the year would develop this way. But you have an amazing organization with Kobe and JB who have been extremely respectful and understanding of my situation and caring for me as a person. Thank you for all the love and support. That was Ricky Rubio on his Twitter page. Just put that statement out a little bit ago. So he and the Cavaliers have agreed to a buyout. And clearly, you know, you can't do anything but wish Ricky the absolute best and that uh, things move forward in life for him the way he wants them to move forward in life. That's a very, very difficult situation. Cavs, by the way, a big winner last night. They put up 140 points, which we're going to get into this probably tomorrow. 140 points in the NBA, eh, no big deal anymore. Why? Eh, teams don't play defense anymore. Much more entertaining, though. Somewhere Doug Moe is smiling. I enjoy it. I know you Guys do. Guys are getting up and down the floor. There's some aspects of it that we're missing now that I miss. Yeah, You mean like somebody defending somebody? Yeah. Yeah, there's there is that, isn't there? Everybody else that isn't yeah. named Herb Jones actually standing in front of people. Yeah. We'll we'll get more into this a little bit later on. NFL Rapid Fire coming up. Oh, I have a couple of Jeff Driscoll tidbits that you're just gonna love. Who was the best man at his wedding? Don't Google it. Coming up on Basket and Phelps. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.